Michael Kern from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Techopia Live. This is a regular podcast from OBJ that features executives uh, from next generation technology companies and also the established players, which is very relevant to today's show. We want to keep you updated and make you feel informed and connected to the local tech sector. Today's show is a special format. That's because I have a co-host with me, so I don't have to do all the work here. Someone's shouldering a little bit of this, uh, this load. Uh, he's not the first time he's been on Techopia Live and certainly not his last. Here is the managing partner of EY right from downtown Ottawa, my co-host, Warren Tomlin. There he is. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Good. So you're joining us from uh, Wave Space at 99 Bank Street, your beautiful event space. Um, it's it's awesome spot that you're at. And happy to be a, a co-host. I don't know if I've been a co-host before, but... Loving, uh, loving our guests today and loving to be uh, teamed up with you, Michael. Yeah. And that's based, uh, relevant to what we're doing at uh, Techopia Live, by the way, because we're holding some events there um, uh, for next generation established players. Uh, the next one's coming up in, in June 2022. We have some invites out. Uh, so it's, it's a really cool thing that we're working on together, Warren, to get tech leaders together and talk about some of the really important issues, right? Yeah, and kind of how can we give Ottawa the oxygen back to to regain our footing? And, you know, I think that that is the startups and it's established uh, organizations and leaders like we're about to hear from today. Yeah, you got it. So let's let's stop uh, teasing people and get on to introducing our guest, Warren. This is a longstanding Ottawa company. Some might even say an anchor company in the local uh, tech scene. I would certainly say that. Uh, These days, it's pursuing an aggressive mergers and acquisitions strategy to scale up, also growing organically, too. So we don't want to forget that. In fact, get this. This company has made 11 acquisitions since 2020. Isn't that incredible? Think about during the pandemic, making 11 uh, acquisitions. And that includes its first ever U.S. acquisition, along with organic growth and M&A activity, is expected to boost revenues by up over 20%. Please welcome the CEO of Callion Group. Here is Kevin Ford. Welcome, Kevin. Good afternoon. Nice to be with you, gentlemen. Kevin, uh, ex- exciting days for uh, for Callion. Uh, you've been in the news a lot, uh, successive quarters of revenue growth. Um, but I just want to make sure everybody, and I hope everybody does in in Ottawa, uh, Kevin, give a, give us the uh, up to date sense of what uh, Callion Group encompasses these days. Well, if you look at Callion Group, I think it's best to refer to Callion Group as a portfolio company. We are a diverse organization and uh, we have four very distinct segments. I call it a four piston engine, the last name of Ford. I like the card analogy. Uh, we have an advanced technologies group, which is really started in ground system for communications, building everything on the ground that's required to communicate with things in space. We have an IT cyber group, which I think in Ottawa is how a lot of people still look at us as a primarily an IT firm. And that continues to grow, as you mentioned, with our presence now in the U.S. We have a learning business, uh, primarily working with militaries and uh, first responder organizations, both domestically and now globally. 
and as well our healthcare business, which uh, you know runs everything from supporting the military healthcare to 150 health clinics with Loblaws. So healthcare, learning, IT, and advanced technologies, portfolio of companies, four piston engine, and we continue to go to market both domestically and globally, leveraging those pistons every day. So one of the things we wanted to do, Kevin, I'm going to turn things over to Warren here in a second, is kind of dig into this acquisition strategy, because I know at uh, OBJ, it's like headline after headline of, of acquisition. So uh, Warren, take it away. You, you've got the first question for Kevin on acquisitions. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, thanks, Michael. And Kevin, you know, firstly, congrats on 11 through the pandemic, right? So it's, I mean, that's not been an easy time for anybody. So to do that, I mean, that's really congrats and, and Ottawa proud for sure. Maybe speak a little bit, Kevin, on on what Callian's done. You know, they can be tricky, right? On paper, acquisitions are great. Um, it really comes down to the culture and the strategy and then sort of nesting those acquisitions in. Maybe give us a little bit of uh, thinking on how Callian approaches the, the acquisitions and the tuck-ins to, to make them as uh, successful as possible. You know, it's a great question. You, you know, we we have something we call an M&A playbook that's really evolved over the last couple of years. You know, we've done 11 in, 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 in that time frame, 2020. I've now done 18 uh, since I've come to Callion. And early on with our board, we recognized that this had to be a repeatable process that we learned from every time. So number one, it's evolving, Warren and Michael, in the context that it's not a static thing. We continue to evolve our playbook. But the one, the one thing I think we've been doing well is finding companies that uh, have a track record of growing, have a track record of profitability, uh, that culturally align to Callion. And we spend a lot of time working with the acquisitions prior to the actual close date to uh, get to know the management team, get to know the team, and ensuring that there won't be a, you know, a massive miss on cultural alignment, which is, I still think, one of the reasons a lot of these don't work. So. I think the playbook with regard to a repeatable process, evolving it based on lessons learned, uh, looking at culture, strategic fit, the financial realities of a company has been great. Then you tie into an integration plan where you actually work. And it's something we've actually been more focused on recently is evolving our integration planning based on lessons learned as we now integrate companies that aren't in Canada. We have companies in Europe now, companies in the United States. So when you start bringing in those dynamics, you have to ensure you have a very strong integration plan. And it's something, again, we're evolving as we speak uh, to make it even stronger and better for every acquisition that we do. And Kevin, I think, as you indicated, merchant acquisitions are difficult. You know, there, there's a high mm -hmm. level of risk for a, for a normal company. Uh, as you said a minute ago, uh, Callian Group is really kind of a portfolio company. So I wanted to dig in a little bit more into how you identify uh, M&A targets. Again, it would, be, it would be hard if you had a single focus with all of your lines of business, it must add a little bit of complexity to that. It, it does, you know, and, and, and what we've learned is um, with each of our business units, we're organized by those business units. So I have a leader in advanced tech, IT, learning and healthcare that come to work every day. They're the president level, they're running, running the P&L. And they're looking every day. A lot of times it may be partners. In one case, it was actually a customer. Um, and so they look at their network of both uh, companies we're working with, potential competitors, companies that we know of or have heard of that we go and initiate those discussions. So number one, the business units really try and bring those forward. The other thing is we have an M&A office here that works with, uh, as we get known as an acquirer with access to capital and a successful acquirer, um, we are getting a lot of inbounds, frankly, Michael, across all of our segments. So whether it's in the investment banking side, 
uh, organizations that are doing M&A for a living. Uh, you know, Callion's on the radar across each of our segments. So right now we have a lot of inbound uh, people looking at Callion saying, hey, would this be of interest? And we're trying to get better at working through those and saying yes or no faster. The worst thing you can do is spend a bunch of time on something that doesn't make sense, frankly, for them or for us. Um, so yeah, so right now it's it's been it's been interesting to see. When I first started, yeah, we had to be out there hard looking because nobody really understood Callion, heard the Callion brand. And now as we get stronger, as the company gets bigger, we get more global, uh, we get a lot more people knocking on our doors. So uh, right now, not an issue. It's more making sure that we stick to our knitting and acquire still strong, good companies that are going to support our long-term growth objectives. That's really where we're focused now, not necessarily on the sourcing, but on, on ensuring we're you know, gaining value by these acquisitions for both us and our shareholders long-term. And there is one area, there is one area I think that's common to all your groups too, right? Your, your four piston um, engine, as you say, Kevin, having spent time with you and the team is, you know, despite how they're disparate businesses, your culture is that North star, right? And so I think in your spotter's guide and you rightly point out the culture has to be a great fit, right? Cause there's that well-used expression that culture eats strategy for breakfast, right? And if you don't have the culture, then the tuck-ins aren't going to work. Right? Yeah, it's, it's it's a great point. You know, I've been I've been I've been lucky to be. You know, I was acquired twice in my career, so I was in organizations that were acquired. So I've been on both sides of this fence, where you know you've been on the acquiree and the acquirer, if I can say it. And I've been able to learn from those as an acquired. You know, being on the other side, watching what I thought worked, and the ones that really didn't work, it was so apparent. To your point, Warren that yeah. the, the cultural alignment was just, it was impossible. Like it, there's no way these organizations had a shot of even being successful because they were just coming from totally different perspectives on how to do business or, 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 or values or whatever you want to, however you want to categorize it. So in many ways, I've been lucky to, to be part of that journey on both sides of the fence and apply lessons learned. And in no way do I want to make it sound like we're perfect. It's not, to Michael's point, you know, acquisitions are hard. We're learning from everyone. Uh, I'm very happy with everything. I would do, redo everyone we've done over again. And I'm always, I always tell people like, I can still have a beer with every one of the companies we've acquired after, after integration, the whole kit. And that still means a lot to me that, that, uh, that the owners and I can still get along even through the good, the bad times, the challenging times that uh, we walk through it and make sure we're doing the right thing, both for their company and ours longer term to integrate them. Um, so, yeah, that's great. but that's the cultural alignment to your point, Warren, that, yeah. you know, that doesn't happen if you don't have that. Great. Uh, listen, we're doing all this talking about uh, Cali, and guess what? We've got a special video on Cali that talks a little bit about its culture and and perhaps maybe some of the employment opportunities there. So let's uh, let's roll that video now. Grow your career with Cali. Work on exciting projects in a flexible environment fueled by passionate people who are committed to moving the world forward. Callion has more than 4,500 full-time, part-time, and contract employees working towards a common goal to help the world communicate, innovate, learn, and lead safe and healthy lives. Callion engineers reliable solutions that solve complex problems for its customers in four business segments, advanced technologies, learning, health, IT and cyber solutions. Be part of an organization that embraces diversity, equality, and experience. Visit Callion's career page to find the right opportunity for you. 
We're back talking with Kevin Ford, the CEO of Callian Group, and joined by my co-host once again, Warren Tomlin. Warren, I think you were going to talk uh, to Kevin about the process that you kind of go through. So we, we've heard about the playbook, so maybe a bit more information on the, on the, uh, the process. Over to you, uh, Warren. Yeah, that's no, great. And, and so, Kevin, just I guess as a follow-up is, you know, you, you have the spotter's guide of sort of what looks like it could be a good acquisition or a target. And then you, you touched on industrializing the process by which you, you bring them in. Is, is there any more you wanted to, to share with everyone watching and in, in, in how Kellyan sort of has industrialized that at all? Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's, it's been through learning. So right now, I think we, you know, the, the safe, safest way to say this or the clearest way to say this is we look through them through, through a lens and acquisition through three primarily lens, three primary lenses. Number one is financial. Uh, you know, that's always the one people talk to, the numbers. Uh, as mentioned, we have a lot of companies that come to our door that are looking for, you know, crazy high valuations in some cases that have no track record of delivering uh, either that type of growth or that type of, you know, profit or cash flow. So we, we really try and work with the acquisitions to make sure that we really understand their financial mm -hmm. landscape, both past, what the opportunity is in the future, what the right valuation is. Uh, it all works into multiples paid or it works into how we structure the deal with earnouts in most cases. So that financial end is important. And that's where a lot of the, I would say, historically, the industry focused on is the financial lens kind of dominated the discussion. We definitely look at financial, number one. Number two is strategic fit. You know, I always tell people and when people ask me about acquisitions, I, I ask them, are acquisitions your strategy or are acquisitions supporting your strategy? So we spent a lot of time here looking at our three-year plans and their and our one-year business plans, we talk about horizon one, two, three, about where we want to be in a company in one, two to three to five years, and how then the acquisitions support that, because you have a choice to make, and everyone listening to this as business leaders have the choices, am I growing it organically, or am I going to buy it, acquire it, so to speed up that maybe that, uh, that time to market. And um, so definitely strategically, I'm looking for acquisitions that support our strategy, and we just don't buy companies just because. Um, and the third one is the cultural piece, and that's that cultural alignment. We have a, some criteria on that, but I can tell you the best way to assess culture is to spend time with the management team and the team. I always like to spend time with the CEO of the other company, uh, whether it's a dinner or a beer. I see most organizations that their leadership espouses the culture of an organization. I've found that historically, and in many ways, it's like speed dating. I've met executives from other companies that within 10 minutes, I knew there's no way this was going to be yeah. the right fit for us just because you can tell the dynamic even in the in the interactions between us. So that cultural fit, uh, you know, we're working still through on formal criteria, but I can tell you gut feel. People ask me, what's the what's the criteria? Trust the gut. Trust the gut. As leaders, we've built in years and years of experience. Your gut screams at you. Listen to it. Pay attention. So financial alignment, you know, strategic alignment and then cultural alignment are key. We wrap that with an overall risk management you know, uh, framework with regard to the risk going in eyes wide open and and then proceed based on that with uh, both our approvals with our board and then obviously announcing to our shareholders uh, the great companies we've been able to bring in the county. That's great. Michael and I are still trying to figure out our fit too, Kevin, just so you know. <laughs> you know, having met you, having met you folks, anytime you want to be part of Calium, come on over because uh, <laughs> I'm not sure we'd do a lot of good things. We'd have a lot of fun, but I'm not sure we do a lot of the good things business-wise. Man, we'd have a lot of fun though. That'd be awesome. That'd yeah, be awesome. maybe more fun than yeah, I get that point. Yeah, maybe more fun. We like having fun. There's nothing wrong with having yeah. fun in Fun's business. Important. Fun's yeah. important. Yeah.
So, so Kevin, we're going to wrap up in a second, but I, I wanted to um, to ask you this question about kind of that billion dollars. So, mm -hmm. the, the billion dollar in revenue goal, I think, was kind of a bold pronouncement. I understand it's going to be part organic, part acquisition. Give me a bit of rationale why you threw that out there. Are you you trying to get the market excited? Are you trying to energize your people? Why throw out uh, such a bold statement? Uh, um, yeah, I, I think you know it's it's a you know a lot of people ask if I'm just watching too many Austin Power movies sometime with a billion dollars, you know, and, and do I need to you know get a mini me around? But um, but the reality is, you know, we're a publicly traded entity, and in publicly traded entities, it's about growth. And and I like to say for Callion, it's profitable growth. 82 consecutive profitable quarters. We continue to grow. We've grown 15, 20 percent. You know, we continue to have great backlog, good cash flows. We pay dividends. But, but to me, what was missing a bit, and it's, it's something I learned that jumping aboard a company that has a, a preset brand, you know, in case of Cali and even in Ottawa, Michael, we've talked about this, like as a body shop or, you know, it's like, man, we've just moved past that. But it takes years to get people to retrench on a brand name. Um, so when I took over Cali you know, I changed the stock ticker, changed the company name, opened the Toronto Stock Exchange. And the purpose of that was to signal to the market something has changed. So that was my first year or two as CEO. And then we do 15%, 20% growth. And then we actually continue to acquire. And now we're getting moving away from conservative dividend paying companies or, or investors to growth companies. Um, the billion dollars to me is really about really signaling to the market that we're taking growth seriously. And I think we have a track record of showing that we're doing that. But to, 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 to identify that's like the next milestone. We crossed the half billion mark last year. I didn't want anyone thinking we were happy with that. We have an amazing team here, people that just want to continue to innovate across all that we do. And so the next, the next, you know, the next mountain we're trying to climb is a billion dollar one. And when we get there, we'll talk about the next one. But I always believe it's important for a team to have recognized, you know, achievable goals. When I first set, you know, 400 million a couple of years ago, the team thought it was nuts. We do that. We go to 500 million. Now we're crossing on 600 million. And it's really not just about growing for growing sake. What we're doing with our core purpose of helping the world innovate, learn, lead healthy lives and stay safe. As we continue to do more of that, I think we're doing some great things beyond the financial realities. We're actually helping the world in some pretty key areas. So our team's pretty excited about it. Uh, it's not without challenge for sure. As you get bigger and Warren can testify to that. And you, Michael, you know, you talk about 10, 20 percent growth. Those numbers only get bigger. But I wanted to signal to the market, Michael, that growth is not a byproduct of hope here, Italian. It's a strategy. And we really are serious about our growth prospect. I actually spoke last week at a growth conference on the tech side, which is a great indication to me that the market's slowly starting to retrench the brand into that tech growth company, that, which I think we are and will continue to be as we move forward. Excellent. That. Well, it's ex Stop. exciting oh. to see you throw big numbers out like that and, and set that bar so high, isn't it, Warren? Yeah, I was just going to say I love that too. It's uh, not a hope, it's a strategy, right? It's uh, on point for sure. Listen, we've come to the end of the interview, Kevin. I think we could go on all uh, all day and we would have some fun. Uh, but at this point, we're going to bid you adieu, Kevin. Thanks for joining us today. And Warren and I will stick around for another minute. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for your time, gentlemen. Great to see you. I look yeah. forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, yeah you too. Cheers. Okay, take care now. Well, thanks again. That was uh, Kevin Ford, the CEO of Callion Group. Warren, uh, great interview. You know, you really see the leadership come through and the experience when you when you speak with Kevin Ford, don't you? Yeah, no, it, it's great. And I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 very clear that he he cares about his team and he cares about the growth. And I even like the last point, right, where it's not 
growth for growth's sake. It's growth to be able to make a bigger impact positively and to also, I'm sure, give us people even bigger and, and, and more potent opportunities. So yeah, no, I thought it was, that was a great chat. Good. Well, thank you for co-hosting with me today. Uh, uh, we really do appreciate your time and your support uh, of EY. We're going to be working together. We're going to have some events. Uh, we're, we're building. We haven't shared all the details yet, Warren, but you and I teased it several months back. We're going to do a big insights report later on yep. this year that will really provide some context and some level of deeper understanding of what's happening in tech sector. Uh, excited to work on, uh, on that project with you, Warren. Yeah, no, same here. I really look forward to it. And thanks for uh, thanks for being my co-host. Okay, thanks, Warren. Okay, see you. And before Bye. we uh, before we wrap up, let's recognize some of the other great organizations that are supporting Techopia Live. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, building a better working world. Number Crunch, offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Pearlie Robertson Hill and McDougall, a leader in business and technology sector law. TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies. The University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Callion, innovative solutions delivered with integrity. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, you can find Techopia at Techopia OTT. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. Great to have Kevin Ford uh, with us here today. Uh, and one of our CEOs of the year, by the way, not too long ago. And you can see where that leadership comes from as he sets that billion dollar uh, revenue goal, both through organic and, and acquisition growth. And great to have Warren Tomlin from EY on digging into that uh, M&A strategy. Thanks to Warren. Listen, thank you for watching and or listening. We hope Techopia is helping you stay connected and informed. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia. That's Techopia. Bye-bye.